You're listening to episode 45 of the STEM Space. Do you ever finish a STEM challenge and you're like, that was the best challenge ever? Well, today Natasha and I are talking about those epic STEM challenges and which STEM challenge we think is the best. Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Natasha. From college roommates to co-founders of Vivify STEM, pull up a seat as we discuss our experiences as aerospace engineers, teachers, moms, program directors, curriculum writers, graduate students, and friends. This is the STEM Space Podcast. Claire, I have an important question for you. Okay. (laughs) What is your all-time favorite STEM challenge? Oh, man. All-time favorite STEM All-time. Ultimate. Best ever. Goodness. That is a really deep question because I feel like there's levels of favorites because there's some that I'm like, oh, I love this because the kids really got a concept. And then there's some that they're my favorite because the result is just so epic. But you can't relate like a challenge that you can do with middle schoolers with what you do with kindergarten. So this is okay. <laughs> you have no answer. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. I can give you answers. Do you okay. have a favorite? Well, do you have a favorite? So I have it. Of course, it's going to be context. And I, my favorite mm-hmm. challenge is one that I can balance learning outcomes with wow factor, high engagement, right? That's what we're going for mm-hmm. with STEM. And it's kind of works for all grades. And this is probably going to be an obvious one to you, but straw rockets is like <laughs> yeah. my go-to STEM challenge. I can do it in a, like a 20 minute outreach session, or I can do it in like a space club program where we're there for an hour and a half. And so they could just be launching rockets and changing variables kind of randomly trial and error. Or we can like sit down and be like, let's learn about drag forces and thrust and do a free body diagram. And I can make this all the way to like high school physics level. And so to me, that's the one that comes first as like ultimate. But yeah, there's so much good stuff that we do. So what about you, Claire? Well, I was actually going to say that as one of mine. One, because I'm teaching it tomorrow with some of my students. And like you said, you can use it for any grade level. I'm going to be doing this one with fifth through seventh tomorrow. And I'm actually changing it up a little bit. And I think one of the reasons why it's one of your favorites and one of my favorites is because we talk about this all the time too. We use the Pitsco straw rocket launcher, which is just so cool because you can control the variables and the kids think it's amazing. And it is. And we've done it with adults too. I even did this over the summer at the food truck championship of Texas, which (laughs) happens to be in my hometown. (laughs) And I did it as this big event. So I had a tent set up and any kid could just come up and for free build a rocket and launch it with these straw rocket launchers. And it was a huge hit. We made maybe like 500 rockets. It was crazy. (laughs) It was a big mess, but it's totally worth it. And so I'm doing something a little different tomorrow is usually we go for either trying to hit a target with the rocket or going for the farthest distance. I'm assuming that's what you do too, usually. Mm-hmm. Both, yep. But tomorrow, I'm, I want to teach another concept that I haven't done before, and I'm going to try to use the straw rocket launcher to do that, and that's talking about different types of orbits. Ooh. So I'm going to have them, their challenge, instead of hitting a target or going the farthest distance, is to hit a certain altitude and distance. So I'm going to have them try to land their rocket on a table. So it's not like floor level where their launch starts and it's not like hitting something. It has to land on a table, like on a runway. And I'm calling that low earth orbit. 
and we're going to see cool. how that goes. That's cool. So there's so many science topics that you can tie into that. And that's one we haven't done before. So that I'm excited really to try one. it out. Oh, nice. Yeah, I like that. And I've had people also do something similar where it's like, how can you get it glide the farthest, right? Mm. So instead of just like land the farthest, but like reach the farthest distance. So there's so many connections with that one. Okay, what else? What other favorites do you have? Okay, I really like the... Okay, I'm going to go real big and then I'm going to back up and do smaller challenges, okay? Okay. I really liked the weather balloon project I was because it's assuming just so you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> that is a pretty epic challenge that is very stressful and amazing at the same time. Yes, and I think I like it so much because of the risk of failure is so big. So therefore the reward is so big. Exactly. And it's really hard to replicate that on any other challenges. But in the classroom, I would say another one of my favorite challenges is roller coaster. Yeah. Classic. Just because it's so fun and it's a great way to teach about energy. So I uh, know a lot of people have done that with cardboard tubes. That's usually what I do, like the toilet paper tubes. And we add in different ways to make it harder by you have to have the constraints. You have to have a turn or I haven't made them do a loop before. Have you made them do a loop? I've never explicitly asked them to do it, but I've had a student attempt it and it was pretty impressive because you have to get enough speed, right? To get mm -hmm. all the way around. So that was good middle school challenge. Okay. I think I might add that in this year because I, I kind of want to do it on my own too first. Try it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> last summer, my kids, not, not last summer, two summers ago when the pandemic closed all the, all the schools down. We still had to submit things for, or my kids did, not me, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that they were doing to get their technology grade. And my daughter wanted to make a roller coaster. And so she was like, well, how do you do that? I was like, well, how big do you want it? She goes, as big as me. So we totally <laughs> made one that was taller than her. And she's, she's in third grade now. So it was, it was pretty awesome. And I That's had a lot of fun. Funny. So I, I see how the kids really enjoy it because I really enjoyed making one. And I feel like they remember it longer when they enjoy it more. And it's one of those that's more easily accomplished. Mm. So that gratification is there pretty early. So it makes a really good kind of an intro to stage two STEM challenges. And it's the perfect one for family nights. That's probably my most popular station that I've seen are roller coasters because the dads get so into it. They're really competitive. And I mean, the moms too, and they're like making it all pretty, you know, and the dads are like faster and how high can we go? And, and I think that, you know, it's competitive in a sense, like, you know, with the rockets and who's can go the farthest, but the roller coaster is a little vaguer. Like how do you have a better roller coaster? So it could be like more turns or like add a loop, but there's always room for improvement. Like you can always make it faster and bigger. So mm -hmm. That's that's a good one. And then I was thinking for back to the big ones, like you said, weather balloon. This is a stage three challenge, which is my colony competition. So Ooh. designing a base on the moon or on Mars or an orbital station. And I love this project because it brings together not only engineering. So they, how do you survive food, water, energy, but also how do you stay happy in this mm. barren land where there's no other people, there's no food and, you know, you know parks that are on earth and all your family so they have to think about mental health and the layout of their colony and where they're going to place everything so i i like bringing in this these different disciplines adding in the science and the 
know, social and emotional skills. And I know, Claire, you've done like history added into your projects. I think that just really brings depth to STEM. Absolutely. We always talk about how it is this collaboration of all the different disciplines. Don't add any other acronyms in there. But <laughs> but I think it's so amazing when you can do those big projects where you can have kids pull in things that they've learned in other classes or currently learning in other classes. And I love how in the Colony Project, which I haven't done yet, it's on the schedule for next year, but that you even have it to where they work on their presentation skills as a group, right? Because they present right. to judges. Yeah. And that's when we can bring in the STEM experts. So we bring in mentors from the beginning. And so they talk with architects to talk about scale modeling and the layout and the arrangement. And I had one architect talk to the students about designing a school and where do you place windows and where's the optimal place for bathrooms. And that's something that kids can relate to and be like, I never thought about who designed a school. And now they have to take that thinking to their own little base or city on the moon. So it's really cool to get kids to really think about this designed world that we're in. Like someone has designed everything kind of that we touch and feel and use and experience, which is kind of crazy to think about and fun for the kids to explore that. Yes. Oh, that makes me want to do like a, like a space camp for teachers, except that it's just whatever these engineering challenges are. Because so many times I'm like, okay, kids, this is what you're doing today. I really, I want to do this actually. (laughs) Can I join y'all? But don't look at these examples. (laughs) Well, we're going to be at SEEK, Space Exploration Educators Conference in February. Registration is now open. We were not paid to say that, but it is (laughs) our ultimate we talked about ultimate STEM challenges. Well, this is our all-time favorite STEM mm-hmm. conference. I mean, this is an incredible conference, especially if you love space like we do. I highly recommend it. And last year it was virtual. This year it's back in person and it's at NASA Johnson Space Center in Houston, which is like the mecca of all things awesome for those that love space like we do. Oh my gosh. Need astronauts. You- oh, wow. Yeah. And you can do all the tours of all the different places like Building 9 at NASA where all the really cool experimental stuff is. And you can even go do a diving tour thing, Yeah, which I haven't done yet, but I heard it's amazing in the Neutral Buoyancy Lab, which is where the astronauts train in the submerged replica of the International Space Station and the world's largest pool. So you can go do all that stuff and get some great PD. And Uh, come to my session. It's going to be a mission to the moon. (laughs) I want to hear about the ultimate STEM project. That's right. And we're going to be doing a session also on weather balloons too. Mm -hmm. So there's so many really cool stuff. So shameless plug there. Go to the (laughs) SEEK conference at NASA. But any other amazing STEM challenges that are your favorite? A while ago, this has probably been several years, we posted on our blog. It was part of a chain of all these ultimate STEM projects. Mm. And it still is one of my favorites, which is the Space Lander. And the students have to keep two marshmallows or ping pong balls inside a cup. And they can't build. So it's not a drag device. It's a shock absorbing or drag in another sense device. So they can only build below the platform. And it's really fun. And Claire, you add a twist to that challenge, right? Yes. So I always like to teach about failure and I want kids to learn how to learn from their failure. (laughs) So the twist that I always add is, well, we're trying to bring astronauts safely down from space to land safely on earth without bouncing out of the cup or their capsule. 
But wait, we just heard that they're actually aliens coming to steal all of our pizza or something like that. <laughs> so you actually need to sabotage. So after they successfully absorb the shock of impact of this cup landing on the floor, they now need to learn from where they had failed probably while they were building it and testing it and re-replicate that and sabotage it to now to make the ping pong balls or marshmallows pop out of the cup when it lands so that these aliens don't come steal your pizza. So it's just a way of saying, hey, failure's okay. And actually you need to remember why it failed for lots of reasons. One, so you can learn from your mistakes, but two, you might need to use that again. So yeah, that is another great challenge. And I, I think we kind of have a theme of trying to surprise our kids as whenever possible. <laughs> and so having like scenarios that they're not expecting or the classic pipe cleaner tower challenge, that's probably one of my favorite icebreakers. Kids have to build a tower out of pipe cleaners and then, oh no, you lost an arm. And I, there's a scenario behind it, but <laughs> like all these things happen and they have to adapt and be creative and work as a team. And I think kids really enjoy that. Absolutely. And they learn so much more than I, I think when you add twists and change things up on them, because that's how the real world works. Exactly. So great challenges. I know that we could probably talk all day about all of our favorites and end up naming all of the challenges we've ever done. <laughs> right? Wait, wait. Okay. Before we end, uh -huh. what has been a failed challenge? Has there been one that you tried and were like, oh, Maybe that's not going to be as expected. Yeah, I've done lots of those. I'm trying to remember <laughs> the last one. I usually save it, though, by saying, and this was just to teach you that you can't, <laughs> right? You know, but like I did this on purpose. I think I did one one year. It was Christmas time, and I was trying to get them to build the tallest tower out of candy canes and rubber bands. And I tried to do this with like first graders. Uh -oh. And I don't know why I thought this would work. I think I'd seen another educator do it before. And I was like, oh, that's kind of fun using candy canes. But they don't even know how to wrap rubber bands. And like, I could figure out how to do it. So it was <laughs> complete failure. And I ended up being like, oh, you just got extra funding from NASA. And now yeah. you can use tape, you know. So I, I think, save. Yeah, yeah, I think usually it comes down to the materials that we're using. And so then I'll open it up to them and make it a brainstorming session. So whatever the challenge is, it's usually material failure. I yep. say, okay, I can see that this is not working. If you could have any material that we have in this classroom, what would you then use? And then they'll come up with ideas. We brainstorm some more and then come up with a better idea. So it's, it's really good to have those kind of failures. I, my first year teaching, it was like sheer panic, but now, now I've embraced it. <laughs> Yep. And that's exactly my experience as materials or the design constraints are maybe a little bit mm. too difficult or running out of time. Like you're trying to cram in this like really awesome challenge and then they're just frustrated and they're running out of time and scrambling and it just teaches them important <laughs> lessons about the real world and managing your time and things fail. That's true. And hopefully they won't if we teach them how to endure failure over that's and right. over again. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been great talking with you. Any last thoughts on the ultimate STEM experience or failed experience? <laughs> <laughs> I will be posting more about my rocket experiment because this could be a failure. Mm. Who knows? But my straw rocket's trying to go into low Earth orbit. Yeah, but that's right. I'll be posting that uh, later this week, hopefully, and hopefully it'll be a success. 
And we will definitely be sharing more of our favorite STEM challenges as we continue. Sounds great. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. See ya. Thank you.